Cousin Jared, we are here for Tuesday, October 3rd show, recorded this Monday night. We got a baseball game. We got some college football to talk about. Uh, after an atrocious week of college football, week before last, where we did very terribly last week's mm-hmm. show picks, seven and two, mm-hmm. uh, bounced back a lot stronger. So that was a lot yep. more fun. Yes, that was a, a lot more fun. And uh, so far on show picks this year, it's either feast or famine. I mean, we yeah. either do really, really well or we do really, really bad. Uh, kind of like baseball a year ago, two years ago, oh, where you're yeah. just up here on the last roller coaster. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so hopefully this week, just smooth sailing. It, That's all it, it, smooth sailing. It, we don't forecast that going forward. We don't forecast yeah. like whatever yeah. happens on our first bit. You know, it's not what you expect to happen. It has just kind of been funny the yeah. way that's worked out. But yeah. uh, overall, a winning week in college football. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. We're going to try something a little bit different here. As you can see, there's a line on the screen. We're going to give out the first four picks for free for everybody on YouTube. And then we're cutting the show there. And if you're with us on Dub Club, you get the extended cut and you get to hear about those bottom four. The bottom four are all A-grade plays that, Cousin Jared, you have hand-selected those four as mm-hmm. A-grade plays that you absolutely love uh, yep. to give your thoughts on. So if you're with us over on Dub Club, you will hear all eight games. If you're only with us on YouTube, we're going to stop after the first one. You will see that's not a typo. First State Wyoming twice, and we'll talk about that. We have a sign and a total play on that one. So we're, we're double-dipping in that one. Um, but otherwise, we'll get right to it here. Starting off with baseball wild card games on Tuesday. I'm going to have to like flip around spreadsheets here as I look at stuff. It's going to be a little bit weird. I feel like going from sport to sport. I don't really know what's happening. Um, four wild card games. This is the one that we wanted to talk about on show. Jesus Lazardo versus Zach Wheeler. Lazardo's been solid but erratic. Zach Wheeler has been great all season. Probably the most underrated pitcher in baseball, if I had to guess. He's a guy you don't hear a lot about. He's just as good as a guy like Garrett Cole, who's going to absolutely run away with the Cy Young in the American League. He might be a notch behind a guy like Spencer Strider, who for whatever reason has been terrible with runners on base. I'm not sure if that's real or not. That's its own questionable thing. I'm sure we'll talk about the Braves in the division series when we get there. Uh, But you get a guy like Wheeler who's right in the mix for all that. Very, very good pitcher. And we haven't gotten to back him much because the prices haven't been great. And so I I say underrated, not necessarily by the market. I think underrated by the media, underrated by people. You just don't hear as much about him, but he is really good. Phillies will have an edge with the bats. Phillies will have an edge with the relievers. Phillies will have an edge with a raucous home crowd. Model says they are 62% likely to win. We're on the Phillies. It's a little bit of a steep price. Minus 163. It's when it only gets a C grade because that price is a little bit too high. If it were to get to uh, minus 156, that's B grade threshold where we'd add a little bit more to it. Minus 144 gets you to A grade. But minus 163 because of Jared, only a C grade, but worth our money. Uh, in this wild card game, why is that? Well, uh, you you mentioned it that there are just advantages for the Phillies every way you cut it. There's not going to be very many uh, games at this point in the baseball season and playoffs where you're going to be able to back a team that has an advantage on every single side, start, starting pitching, uh, relief pitching, and, and batting. Uh, uh, the Marlins, great story. Glad that they made mm-hmm. the playoffs. Good for them. Um I think I saw somewhere maybe like the worst team, one of the worst teams ever to make the playoffs from like a Pythagorean theorem uh, perspective, like expected very wins. possible, very possible last year, 28th, I believe in one run games this year. First, they just happened to win every close game. Yeah. Uh, 
including what would have been game 162, but kind of didn't finish, but we're going to probably win that one by one run as well. Yeah. Uh, and that, that weird rainout game in New York. Yeah. And so great story. Uh, but this is a, a baseball show, mostly based in statistics. And so I have a hard time uh, believing in the Marlins, even though they did uh, make the playoffs. The other thing is with the Phillies, there's a, a sense of uh, been there, done that. Uh, I don't mm. think that there's going – like this is kind of the the expectations. I, I still feel like it's business as usual. And, of course, the Marlins are probably going to be like that too. But definitely like a new experience for a lot of the players – uh, on that team, whereas the Phillies were were in, have been in the playoffs recently, obviously, uh, and and, and the like Marlins that. made the playoffs in 2020. Mm-hmm. No fans, neutral yeah. side. I believe they played yeah. their games. I think it was in Houston. Doesn't really matter where they played. They played with no yeah. fans. Right. It was a different experience. Those Marlins that were on this team. So you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. I think, and, and that matter. Right, we're Astros fans, and so we're kind of aware of this. You know, you got an Astros team that's made the ALCS, I believe, six straight years, and that's part of that same sort of thing. It's it's not to say that they've necessarily had the best team uh, every year. They've had a very good team. They know what it's like. They go take care of business, and that helps a little. It's not going to guarantee, yeah. obviously. Yeah. The World Series, if you're gonna, but it, it does help at least keep things a little bit more level-headed. It's just a slight yeah. little edge there. The other thing that I wanted to amend kind of to what you said and put a little asterisk on there is it's, you said it's not often you're going to get to back a team that has edges everywhere. I think you might in the playoffs, but I think you have to pay a much bigger price is the mm-hmm. thing. Is that we're paying mm-hmm. minus 163. I think we're going to see some games with the Dodgers and with the Braves specifically at home where they're going to have edges everywhere, but the prices are probably going to be out in the minus 200s. And those are really good teams. But that's kind of the thing is like, you don't often get a chance to back a team in the playoffs at home with the edges. And you're paying more around the minus 150 rather than around the minus 200. So I think that's kind of the thing to take advantage of is we may not be playing the Dodgers and the Braves, which we don't know. We'll see the matchups and what the model says and the prices, of course. But we may have to find other creative ways to deal with some of those teams being bigger favorites. Whereas here, uh, this isn't too steep of a price. It's definitely still, we think, worth an investment. Uh, not the A grade value we're going all in on, you know, or, or heavier, I should say, um, all in with air quotes, right? Heavier on it uh, as an A grade, but we still think it's worth your, your, your investment here. Minus 163 for the Phillies backing Zach Wheeler, which is going to shift us into college football. So a little like a hard right turn here. <laughs> the Wed Wibble Wivelwe here, uh, as, we, as we like to say. Uh, mainly yeah. because if you don't try to say it like that, you might accidentally say it like that. So you might as well just lean into it and try to sound like Elmer Fudd. Mm-hmm. OU in Texas, this is going to be, I mean, every year it is, every year this game is something. It's either yeah. one team much better than the other, and you never know, they might see the upset. Uh, yep. Or it's both teams great and uh, one team might blow the other one out. I mean, there's just, you never know with this series. It's, it's just, it's almost like you talk about the Arkansas A&M thing, but like more just bonkers, just throw everything out the window. You never have any idea. It seems like the last time we really talked about Texas was Alabama. And that's an interesting case where I don't think we realized Alabama's offense very questionable, uh, offensive line questionable. They've revamped everything since then. They mm-hmm. looked a lot better against Ole Miss, par- partially because Texas, partially because of probably what happened in the in the in the rain in South Florida at South Florida. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't know going forward what that means. What we know is the Alabama team that played Texas was brutal. Texas is a solid team. I'm not trying to take that away from them. I have them ranked 12th. I think the top five hype and love is a little bit more based on. 
that was a very impressive win against Alabama. I, yes. Even if Alabama wasn't still an impressive win, the way they did that, that was still impressive. The other games haven't been quite as impressive. They were tied with Wyoming after three quarters at home. They did not look good against Rice. They beat up a Baylor team that looks absolutely terrible with Sawyer Robertson. And I'm sorry if mm. he's watching or if his family or friends are watching. I don't know if he, he he's just he just was brutal for that Baylor team. I'm a Baylor alum, and so I'm, mm. the difference between him and Chapin made Chapin look like a Heisman quarterback, you know, contender. Not that Chapin mm. was that good, but the difference was so big. So that they beat up on Baylor, yeah. I don't really think means a lot, you know. I think this Texas team is good. I think it's a little bit overvalued. Oklahoma, I'm very high on. We knew Venables was a defensive, you know, leaning guy. We know last year their defense was terrible. The awesome. data from last year, awful. The data from last year is in this. It's not like I've just thrown it's not like I've just said, oh, for oh, you are gonna throw it out. That data is in here. And this defensive efficiency for Oklahoma, like 71 grade. Uh, it's, it's just fantastic. I, I believe in them defensively. I think this is an even matchup. I cannot explain why we are getting this big of plus odds. Kind of also, as we said, in a series where like anything happens, like yeah, if one of these yeah. teams wins by, if one of these teams was by 30, I'd be like, yep, that's, that's just the way this stupid thing goes every year. It seems like you never have a clue. Plus 205 yep. is insanely good value. Cause Jared, you got one A grade. I told you you could do one A grade this show for the people, and you chose this one. So why this one? Yeah, th- this one because I, I feel like part of this. Okay, yeah, you 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 hit on the the big thing. Texas beating Alabama earlier this season definitely the number one reason why this line is the the way it is. I think that you could also go back and look at how this game played out last year, where Texas won forty nine nothing, and say that Oklahoma may be improved, but have they improved by 49 points? Uh, and probably the answer is no, they're probably not no. 49 points. That's like, that would be impossible. Yeah. yeah <laughs> 49 yeah. points would be like if, if Kent State became like a top five team, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and so that's that's not, not the case either. I, but I'm like you. I think that this Oklahoma team is being underrated, and I, I don't know I don't know why. Like, um, you know, the offense is – good it's not um just absolutely spectacular i guess you know a lot of those oklahoma teams with lincoln riley like it was literally fireworks every single week kind of thing and so i think they're maybe just a little less flashy than than they were but like and you see that in the grade like on that efficiency Mm -hmm. 15 is a standard deviation higher means more points lower means less they're one standard deviation better than college football average on offense that's good but there are two standard deviations better on defense. Like this is a better defensive team than offensive team. And I think I kind of shows to your point. They're not that Lincoln Riley. Yeah. We're going to put up a ton of points every single week. When they put up a ton of points, it was because a couple of those teams they played were terrible and, and they took care of business. Right. But they didn't, they weren't that good offensively yeah. against some of the better defensive teams. And, and, what they're shining is on defense. Yeah. And, and I think that most Oklahoma fans at this point in time would tell you, we'll take a defense two standard deviations better than average uh, as opposed as to as offense. Yeah. As opposed to an offense <laughs> that's two standard deviations above average. Cause they had that with Lincoln Riley mm-hmm. and ultimately it, it led to their demise in, in the, the playoff and some of the big 12 mm-hmm. games. So they couldn't, um, they couldn't quite, they couldn't quite get it done with that team. Yeah, exactly. And so I think this is just a completely different Oklahoma team. I like you have not been impressed. There's been long stretches of this season where I have not been impressed with, with Texas. Uh, and again, 
that victory over Alabama, while great, clearly Alabama has ha, does still have some deficiencies. Also, think you you see how Alabama played the Ole Miss game. It felt like Nick Saban going back to 2011 and saying, "Okay, my offense doesn't completely have it this year. Yep. We're going to win this game 17 to 10." Uh, yep. and, and so I think that was partially an admission. And that is not the way they treated the Texas game whatsoever. No, 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 no. It's it's not at all. So uh, anyway, and then on, add on top of that, all the things you mentioned about this being the rivalry game and anything can happen. Uh, what was it, two years ago where I can't remember somebody got up by like 28 points and then I think Texas came it did, back and won it. It was just absolutely or came back and took the lead, but couldn't win. Uh, yeah, every every year it's like every year yeah. there's something with this game, whether it's a blowout that we didn't see coming, or a close mm-hmm. game we didn't see coming, or a comeback we didn't. There's something that we don't see coming in this game every year. Yeah, and, and so plus two hundred five, just way too good odds way to, to pass up with all those things that that I just talked about. Yeah, uh, I think, and, and I think you're right. If you're a OU fan, listen to this. You have to be happy about this defense. It plays a little more consistently than the Lake and Riley teams did. Uh, it's going to be the potential flaw. I don't want to get us too off track here, but hey, we love college football. We want to talk about it, help people <laughs> be thinking about the right things. But it's going to be the potential flaw with USC and Washington out in the Pac-12. Those teams are very good. If they're if they have a downfall, it'll be that same thing that that really yeah. good offensive but not as good defensive team. Every once in a while, it's tougher to win a title. We see it every year. I mean, you saw it last year with TCU. Really good offensive team, questionable on defense. Made a heck of a run, but you saw what happened against Georgia. The teams who are winning are the teams who have these types of defenses. So I think if you're an OU fan, I think you're thrilled. And that's not to take anything away from Texas, who has a really good defense as well. I think it's actually a little bit behind Oklahoma's, but this defense for Texas is good. I've got OU's defensive efficiency, 7th, Texas 12th. Two very good defenses. They're very close. Uh, one game could the difference between seventh and twelfth is not a lot. So yeah, two very right. good defenses, two very good teams. The asterisk on this, of course, is Quinn Ewers going to go off again. He did last year against Oklahoma. He did last year against Alabama. He did this year against Alabama. You take those three games out. I'd probably I, I could run the data, and I, I really should just to see he'd probably be like the 70th best quarterback in college football. If I take those three oh. games out as it is, I've got him ranked 37th because those other games just aren't that good. Will he figure it out again? I don't know, but I think you made a good point talking about the last year game, 49, nothing last year's Oklahoma defense is just worlds different yeah, from this yeah. one. And yeah. part of the fact that I, and I could be wrong. Cause I was, I was, we were, we just whiffed thinking that Bama would, handle Texas early mm-hmm. in the season. I, I'm, I'm doubling down. All right. And it's not that I'm anti-Texas, right? I, my dad's a Texas alum, right? I, but I'm doubling down in that. I, I'm going to say we've seen Alabama have trouble with defending the deep ball this year and last year. Last year, Oklahoma had trouble defending anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every, every, anything and everything. <laughs> anything and everything. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm hesitant that you were just going to have a good game because I think this OU defense is – better and is equipped to handle what he does well. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's not as good of a quarterback. I know he's getting some Heisman love. I think that's ridiculous right now. If Texas goes undefeated, he will be up there because he will be the quarterback in an undefeated team. But there are many quarterbacks I'd rather have than him. He's not Michael Penix. He's not Caleb Williams. He's not Bo Nix. He's not Shadur Sanders. And oh my gosh, I just only covered the (laughs) Pac-12 with that, right? (laughs) There's there's a bunch of other quarterbacks that are good. It's nothing to take away against Texas. I think they're good. I just think it's price. This game is a coin toss game. Plus two hundred five. I just yeah. Yep. That that that's what I want to. That's what I want to finish up on. Is like I'm not saying Texas is is bad. Not that yeah. I don't necessarily believe in Texas. It's just that I think Oklahoma's good too. 
Like I think yeah. both, both of these teams are very good. Teams, and it's all about the price. Both of these teams are good. Both these teams are good. We could see a rematch in the Big 12 title game. Um, if not, it, it'd be hard to think that one of these doesn't make the Big 12 title game. The winner of this game is definitely in position to make the playoff. Uh, I think both these teams are good. All about the price plus 205A grade value for us, which takes us to 730 Notre Dame at Louisville. Cousin Jared, I think my only concern for Notre Dame at this point would be a potential hangover coming off of that Duke win. Uh, a very physical game. Duke played very well. Notre Dame, I, I think the model sees Notre Dame as having played better than your eyes might tell you because where Notre Dame has failed is converting red zone opportunities to scores. Mm. That, in theory, is pretty random and balances out. And we don't have enough data right now to say that's going to plague them all season. Maybe it will, but this offense grades out better than you would think based off just the fact that they sometimes have struggled to put points up on the board. The model still believes in this offense. Louisville has like completely 180 from last year, which kind of makes sense when yeah. you go from a more defensive minded head coach to a more offensive minded head coach. Their defense is still good. This is a good Louisville team. I have them ranked 27th. But they're good on offense. I just think Notre Dame's offense is better. They're good on defense. I, I'm very confident Notre Dame's defense is better. I'm very high on this Notre Dame defense, who a defensive efficiency ranks sixth and pace adjusted, a very slow Notre Dame team. Slow, slow, slow. Pace ranks 119th. Slow, slow, slow Notre Dame team. Yeah. A pace-adjusted defense, expected number of points per game allowed, number three in the country. It's hard to see Louisville winning this game. This is kind of some of the Phillies game we talked about earlier. Worth the investment? It's not the best value at minus 250, but still a good play in your eyes, even at that price. Why is that, Cousin Jared? Well, number one, uh, Sam Hartman. Uh, I mean, how can you not like a guy who kind of put the team on his back in that final drive at Duke last week, let him down the field, and a guy who has so much experience. You like what he did when he was at Wake Forest. It's just very rare nowadays to have a guy that is that talented and has been in college for so long. Most of the guys that uh, are, are exceptional quarterbacks like this it, are gone after three kinda, years. Kind of put the team on his shoulder the week before against Ohio State as well, and yeah. then – just yep. left a little bit too much clock in that fourth quarter, you know, but, but similar type thing, right. Even the week before. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so number one, that that's the number one reason I like back in Notre Dame here is Sam Harmon. And uh, it's, you know, last week against Duke was the letdown spot after the, the rough loss to Ohio state. I, I think that they're probably a little more uh, composed and ready to go uh, this week against Louisville. The other thing about uh, Notre Dame, I, I, they seemingly can can win however you you want to play or at least play really well any way you want to play. NC State solid defense earlier this uh, solid defensive team played them earlier this year put up forty five points on NC State. That was bonkers, and yeah. I think that's part of what's driving the model like, liking their offense was it's hard to do that against NC State. We just saw Louisville play NC State. They didn't come anywhere near yeah, thirteen to ten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and then of course the the low scoring games with Ohio State and, and Duke, and so I just think Notre Dame can can play a game just about any way you want to play it and, and be pretty good at it. Whereas on the other side with Louisville, um, I've got some questions. Uh, barely beating Georgia Tech, who seemingly has some some issues. 
Uh, Talked about them on yesterday's show already. <laughs> Don't want to talk yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, barely beating Indiana, who, while Indiana, I believe, is a well-coached team, Indiana is is not what they have been even the past like five years. Struggled so. to beat Akron. Yes, struggled. Uh, probably shouldn't have, had to block a block a, yeah. or miss the uh, Akron missed a field goal. I think like as time was expiring in the fourth quarter for that game to go to overtime, where they ended up winning. So, uh, and then you know beat NC State on the road by by three points last week, thirteen to ten. Um, this is just one thing where I feel like I've seen just about everything I need to see from Notre Dame. Great quarterback, good defense, can play a game any type of way you want to play. Whereas Louisville is kind of like, eh, I don't really know what I'm getting from Louisville. And so I think, like you said, not a ton of value here, but I, I think that Notre Dame has a lot of the intangibles that I look for going on the road like this and can pick up a win. Uh, and, and even at odds like this, I think it's a good investment. Yeah. Uh, I think that's well said. They, uh, the, the price will be higher, but a little more confidence in them getting the job done. Don't want to go too heavy on it because the value, but worth being on your card here Saturday nights, which takes us to another Saturday night game, Fresno state, and Wyoming. Oh, by the way, I, I do this every time. Here is again what you can see on Dub Cup. Look at that cheat sheet, all the information there. Um, I don't know. Kissinger, do you actually look at this stuff that I said? Not does anybody actually look at this stuff that I said? It's so much information that you want. <laughs> I, 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 I will admit, I look at it more for baseball than I do mm, for, okay. for uh, college football. So, college football, yeah. some baseball, a lot more, but yeah. Uh, so maybe you could. You, Check out the uh, the cheat sheet, all the extra information there for Notre Dame Louisville, which now does take us to uh, Fresno State, Wyoming. A Fresno State team that is very good. I feel like I want to say the same things about them about as I did Texas. It's, it's not that I don't think they're a good team. Um, I think they're probably a little bit overvalued by the market. They had that win against Arizona State where – uh, they got whatever it was, five turnovers, an extra turnover on downs. I guess the Arizona State team has got a lot of injuries, and I don't think it's very good anyway. Um, an Arizona State team that we got an A-grade cover with against Cal, but also, again, I think that speaks to how bad Cal is, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I think they're a little bit extra left from that. The uh, Kent State, we missed that. We thought Kent State could hang around a little bit more. Kent State is just terrible. It just is what it is. Yeah. Uh, the model's adjusting as fast as it can, but it's almost hard to adjust how how bad Kent State has been this year. Uh Fresno State last week played Nevada, and Nevada team that's questionably up and down has played played Texas State well for part of the game, not well for part of the game. Played Kansas fairly well, also lost by like twenty to Idaho. Um, and Fresno State really struggled to put Nevada away. Only got outside the number for a small bit. Uh, did not put up the points that we expected there, which I think is going to lead to they might have some problems scoring uh, against a Wyoming defense that's. As you can see on the screen, not great necessarily, but it's a better defense than Nevada and a better defense than Kitt State and probably a better defense than Arizona State. Um, mm -hmm. Wyoming at home, very tough place to play. We think they have a 42% chance of winning, so plus 180 on Wyoming. They got a shot to win this. I like being on these underdogs. We run a lot of underdogs, I think, this last weekend mm -hmm. at around this price, and it was great because we were winning like two out of five of them and we weren't winning them even half, but we were getting such good plus odds that we were slowly racking up the profits. Yeah. Uh, plus 180 here, B grade on Wyoming because of Jared. Why are you on the Cowboys in this one? I, I think a lot of people uh, wouldn't realize that uh, Wyoming, actually the highest altitude college football stadium uh, in the country, not an, an easy place to, to go mm -hmm. to. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of wide, wide open there. The stadium's like... A fairly small one and then you've got the well i can't say what i usually call it but the brown and yellow 
uh, field there in the end zone. He's got the brown and yellow jerseys for, for Wyoming. Mm-hmm. It's just it's kind of mm-hmm. a, a weird place. Uh, I think that Wyoming has a lot better home field in, advantage than most people uh, give him credit for. And 4-0 at home this year, Wyoming is. And they, ha- they beat Texas Tech there, a game where they got down early, came back and won. Throughout the entire second half of that game, it never felt like Tech was going to pull away in that game. It wasn't like there were fluky things that happened that kept Wyoming in that game. It felt like Wyoming was in it. Uh, aside from that slow start, it felt like they were in it the entire game. Hung with Texas for three quarters, who, mm-hmm. who we just talked about. Came from behind to beat App State at home. Mm-hmm. And then uh, got in a little bit of a shootout with New Mexico last week and, and won that one at home. Uh, I'm kind of going to say something about Wyoming that I just said about Notre Dame. I have seen Wyoming play just about any type of style that you want to play. And I have seen them dominate some games and I have seen them come back in some games. And so I, I really just like that. Just that New Mexico game was very different than some of the other games they've played. Yes. Yes, it, it definitely was. And it, it, you know, I, I wouldn't have thought this before the season started, but it's like it have Wyoming's just kind of doing what Wyoming does. Uh, you know, Craig bowl every year just seemingly finds a way to get the absolute most out of um, his teams. Fresno state. I think they're good. Um, I don't think that they have necessarily been tested. You mentioned the Arizona state game, having so many, being the beneficiary of so many turnovers in that game. I just don't think they've been tested the same way that Wyoming has been tested. Uh, I feel like I know more about Wyoming. It's a tough place to play. Uh, plus 180 odds, home underdog here. I mean, you you, you got to like it. That, that's yeah. all I can say. You, you got to like it. It might not be an A grade, but I, this is, I think, one of the better B grades that we've got on the board this week. The model adjusting pretty well to Wyoming. I think last week we had the A grade over in that game, nailed that with ease, had New Mexico at plus 14. And I sent out a message to you and I sent out a message to the Discord that New Mexico plus 14, 14 and a half is a B or C grade pick. It's kind of oscillating between the two that I was like, I kind of think makes a lot of sense. And part of my logic behind that from a just pure handicapping standpoint and not even so much the math was New Mexico in Albuquerque is at elevation as well. They're going to have a little bit of an easier time adapting to that. Fresno's elevation, 308 feet, not going to be quite yeah. quite like home, right? It'll yeah. be a whole yeah. different scenario. And so that home field advantage Wyoming has, I think it's going to be on full display here. It feels a lot like the App State game where App State came in and you were like, they're the better team and App State yep. probably should have won that game, but they didn't. And yeah. if you play that game a bunch of times, I, I, Wyoming wins more than half of them. I mean, App State wins more than half of them, but that's what, plus 180, right? We're not saying App State wins half the time. I'm saying they are here. Wyoming wins. I'm yeah. saying they win 42% of the time. And that plus 180 makes for a good price at that. And I think it's a similar sort of thing. Like, Will something weird happen? I don't know. It's Wyoming. It feels like something weird happens every time they play a home game against yeah, a decent yeah. team, right? So yeah. um, that's kind of thing. We would take the points. I think that makes a lot of sense as well. If it's closer, we like these money lines because uh, we were talking about before show why we like that. And we're using the NFL talking about the Titans. The model's been real high on them. We've backed them, I think, four times, gone two and two, but because of plus yeah. odds, we're profitable on the money line. If you took them on yep. the spread, though, I don't think they covered any of those. You'd be two and two and you'd be down money, right? So it's, that's yeah. why we like the money line here, taking advantage of uh, where the probabilities are in our favor uh, can help us build those profits. It's the same sort of thing. If you want to take the points, that's fine. But plus 180 is just too much value for a home team that they're not bad. Like you said, they just kind of keep doing what they're doing. They hang around. Yep. And if they hang around and, and it's a one-score game late, you're going to love having plus 180 in your pocket on the home team. Yep. 
So that is our B grade pick right there. And that's where we're cutting off now. There's your recap for the four games for the public show, the free show. If you want the other four, join us on Dub Club. That sign-up link's in the show description. Cost is under $1 per day. You get tons of benefits over there. Try it out, Cousin Jared. Uh, parting words before we head into the extended cut of today's show. At some point, we're going to have to check in on how we're doing on our season-long bets because I think I'm doing well, and so I mm. want to talk about it. Um, if I weren't doing well, I wouldn't want to talk about it, but I think I'm doing well. So. We need to find some time to talk about that at some point. I guess if that means later on, if we don't talk about it, then I guess that means you haven't been doing well. Yeah, you, you know the outcome <laughs> if we don't talk about it. <laughs> All right, so we will then head into the extended cut of the show now. <laughs> 